Welcome into Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson here with you on a Friday to finish up the week. And we've got a good one lined up for you here today as always. Season comes to an end in all likelihood for Minnesota men's basketball yesterday after a four-point loss to Ohio State. We've got plenty of time to talk about everything that happened next for the Gophers with Richard Pitino and the rest of the team, Marcus Carr. But we're going to talk about the game today. And Locked On Buckeyes' Jay Stevens is going to join us to talk about it with the Buckeyes to get their perspective of things. That's going to be our program today here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Next week, we'll get into what's next for Minnesota basketball. So that's coming up right now here again on Locked On Golden Gophers. Our conversation with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. We'll have it for you here in just a minute. I'll talk to you again in a couple of minutes here on Locked On. Locked On Golden Gophers every single weekday, everything you need to know about Minnesota. And after Minnesota falls in the Big Ten tournament yesterday to Ohio State in a nail-biter of a comeback loss for the Gophers, the season may have come to an end. The Richard Pitino era may have come to an end. But we'll talk about all of that later on. Right now, let's actually break down this game. And to do it, we're going to bring on from Locked On Buckeyes, Jay Stevens. Jay, thank you for coming on to talk to us for a little bit. Team got congratulations. Uh, I'm sure you're feeling good about it. Hey, Nate, happy to be here with you. And uh, yeah, I, I, it is a, a good feeling when the Buckeyes win. Makes my job a little bit easier, even though the ending of that game was the way that it was. Talking about a win is always more enjoyable than talking about a loss. Yeah, well, the end of the game has plenty to talk about. Let's spend a little bit of time about what happened in that first half, because Minnesota could not shoot at all, it seemed. Gophers, I don't know if they ever rose above like 35% as a team on the game. They floated around 30 most of it. But Ohio State was able to shoot the ball. Despite all of that, Minnesota was able to stay within arm's length, I think, as they put it, or Clark Kellogg said on the broadcast a couple of times. The Gophers just didn't go away. How did you take that as a Buckeye fan? Because on the Minnesota side, it was kind of frustrating just saying, all right, this team, if they were hitting shots, could be winning this game. On the other end, uh, how are you feeling? Interesting you used the word frustration because that was part of the way that I was thinking um, during part of that game as well. Frustration is a good word because when you go to the second unit for Ohio State, you know sometimes defense may be a little better. You got Musa Jalo off the bench who is a defensive guy, so he may be able to be a good on-ball defender, but you're going to be lacking possibly with scoring. So how will the scoring be there? To me, it was more about the mental errors. You mentioned it very well about Minnesota's shooting in the first half. Field goal percentage hovering around 35%. I believe at the end of the first half, it was 25%, which was atrocious. I, I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, how in the world are they staying in this game shooting the way that they are? They always found a way to scratch and claw and fight. A little physical at times. You like that Big Ten basketball, especially when Minnesota is literally fighting for their lives. They're playing lives to play another day and for the season not to end. And they know that they had a couple guys on the bench who weren't playing, so they're going to have to play a little bit harder. Um, find somebody that's one of the others, as I call them, one of the guys that's not your focal point or one of your big-name guys to be stepping up, to step up in that moment. Frustrating is a good word. Frustrating, um, a little nerve-wracking because it's the same story over and over and over. And you're hoping, as Buckeye fans are, this is not a trend that continues. But, Nate, it seems like the trend might continue because it wasn't something we only saw in the first half. Saw it in the second half as well. 
All right, Jay. Well, as this game went on, Ohio State kept its distance. Minnesota, again, stayed in the game and never got to 20-25 points, but Ohio State was able to keep the lead. And then in those final minutes, it seemed like everything broke open, and nobody knew. There were like five different times where I was thinking, all right, I can get up and go, and then the game ended up getting right back into it again. That inability to finish for Ohio State, we talked about it a little bit when I was on the Buckeye show, but as you guys went through that game, that had been the struggle for Minnesota. And Ohio State now comes up and isn't able to quite close that door. What does that have to do in relation with the struggles the Buckeyes have had recently, just in general? Has that been the problem? Closing games, has that been the problem? Is that what yeah. you're at? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, that's part part of the problem. That's not the entire problem. There's more to it than that. But a lot of it has been closing games out. Who is the Ohio State Buckeye scorer or closer in games? You can have a go-to guy. E.J. Liddell is clearly the best player on Ohio State. But who is a closer in games? Who can you give the ball to late in game situations that will go get a shot or create something for somebody else? The Ohio State doesn't have that guy. They haven't had him all year. Nobody has emerged. Yes, Dwayne Washington Jr. has stepped up at times. C.J. Walker has stepped up at times. Kyle Young, of all people, has stepped up at times. But Ohio State doesn't have that one guy that you need, not in just a Big Ten tournament, but also in the NCAA tournament, which is very guard heavy. You have a a good lead guard that can create. Those teams normally go deep in the tournament because the guard can create things for himself and for others. Ohio State has never had that guy this year, and that is part of the problem. You find it late in this game. You find it late in other games throughout the year. Not having a closer has hurt them, and I do think, Nate, it'll hurt them possibly in the Big Ten tournament, but I'm sure it'll hurt them in the NCAA tournament, which starts next week. It is Nate Dickinson from Locked on Golden Gophers. Nate, how are you doing today? Doing good, Jay. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir, man. No problem. The game is over. A four-point win for the Buckeyes at times or a double-digit lead. And Buckeye fans are probably thinking we should have won this one easily. But as Ohio State has done so many times this year, they have failed to close out the game. What were some? Let's start at the end of the game. What were some of your thoughts at the end of this game as Minnesota – at times got it down to, I think it was a one-point lead with like nine seconds left. The team didn't stop fighting. I mean, there were opportunities that Ohio State, I mean, as I'm sure you can go over, kind of gave Minnesota the opportunity to get back into this game. But give the Gophers some credit. Down that stretch, they did everything they needed to to make what they could out of a game that, as you said, and we talked about before we got started, should have been over a long time ago, and we'll probably touch on it uh, again before we're done. Minnesota did everything they needed to to try and claw its way back into that game. It was a team that was a fraction of the team that beat Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa early in the season. It was a downfall of a month for Minnesota that at the very least ends the season on something to hang its hat on in an outstanding effort here against Ohio State that ends up falling just a little bit short thanks to what ended up being some pretty miserable shooting throughout the game, but really early on is what killed Minnesota. Most games, you look at Minnesota's shooting or field goals that were made for the for the Golden Gophers, uh, Trey Williams, 5-13, Mashburn, 8-22, Carr, 7-24. In most of those matchups, if you're looking at, at just those three guys alone, 
They didn't shoot the ball the best, really not well at all, not efficient. And those times you would think, yes, they're going to win. Ohio State has had a, to- has had a tendency, not just against Minnesota, but numerous games down the stretch, even games that they've won, that they have gone on droughts, scoring droughts, and they have allowed their opponents to stay in the game. And it's frustrating to me as I watch it because I'm thinking, okay, Ohio State, you're clearly the better team. Two of the best scorers that Minnesota had the first time around aren't playing. This should be a 20-point win because you're clearly head and shoulders better. It's very frustrating for myself to know and to see the potential and how good this team can be and see that so many times it just seems like they can't put the pieces together at the end of the games. And I got to give credit to Minnesota like you did there. They kept fighting. There was a time early in the year that Ohio State fans said Ohio State fights and they never quit. That fight and never quitting mentality seems to have gone somewhere, and it's nice to see Minnesota pick that up. It's just unfortunate that the game ended for them the way that it did. Yeah, and that's another thing that, I mean, obviously Ohio State had lost four in a row going into this game. A win's a win. But uh, I don't know if you're, as a Buckeye fan, feeling all that much better going into the tournament or even through the rest of this week after this matchup against Minnesota. You got the W, but it was a close game. And as you said, while Ohio State has had some trouble finishing out games, Minnesota's had the same trouble. Uh, I mean, even yesterday against Northwestern, the echoes came up. Minnesota jumped out to like a 16-2 lead yesterday. Well, the Gophers were up 17-3. Last time they played Northwestern in the regular season, they lose that game. It was that story all of the last month. And even though it didn't turn out to be a win for Minnesota in this case, it was nice for Minnesota fans at least to see something that wasn't the same old story because it was getting to the point where at the middle of the second half, fans were starting to feel like, I can turn this off. I know what's going to happen. Minnesota's going to blow it. They did not blow it this game. Ohio State earned that win at the very end. They almost lost it, but they earned it at the very end. And they're going on as a result. Minnesota's season's probably over. But if you're an Ohio State fan... I don't know. It's kind of like what I said after the Northwestern game. That was a 51-46 win on Wednesday for Minnesota. That was not a pretty win that makes you feel any better about this basketball team. I don't know if this win makes you feel any better about Ohio State as far as its chances to go deep, deep into the NCAA tournament. There's still plenty of those worries from the four-game losing streak, I'm sure, but that's for you to tell us. No, you're you're exactly right. Those those worries are still there, and they haven't gone anywhere. If Ohio State was playing... Let's say they had a rematch against Michigan State. I would say the Buckeyes would win that game. Um, if they were playing Maryland, I would say Ohio State would win that game. But going up against the Purdue Boilermakers, the only team this year that Ohio State has lost to twice, and they're trending in the right direction at the right time in the season. I don't want to play Purdue. Matt Painter always has his guys ready. He always has some youngsters and some older guys that play very well this time of year that you can trust. The one scary thing about Purdue is they have a youngster in Jay Nivey who can create and who is a playmaker. I don't know who on Ohio State can guard him the entire time. Is it Musa Jallo? Possibly. He is nursing a hurt ankle, so I don't know if he'll play the minutes because if he is that guy, he'll be playing more minutes than normal, and Ohio State fans know Musa Jallo's on the court. That's limiting your offensive production. So, yes, it is a little nerve-wracking to me because of how well – Purdue is, and a win's a win. You can't discredit it. But you want to go out and close a game. You not only want to see a hot start, you don't want to see any mental errors, mental lapses, which we saw clearly from Ohio State in this game. And you want to see them close the game out well, close it out strong. 
double-digit lead in the final minutes, and you almost lose it. Luckily, luckily, you got C.J. Walker who calls a timeout because Dwayne Washington Jr. sure looked like he was going to lose that ball um, or either go out of bounds, fumble it, turn it over, something because it was two two guys trapping him in the corner. That's the wrong spot you want to be when you're in that situation. So, yes, me personally, if I was a fan, diehard, casual, somewhere in the middle, fan doesn't really matter. So I'm covering the team. It does make me nervous because even though you get the confidence of a win, you're still not showing signs of the Ohio State team we saw in January, December, and I know in backwards, but even in February as well. We'll continue our conversation with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes in just a moment. And then to end the show, I went on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast to talk about Minnesota's perspective of things over with Jay. That will be our last segment of the program to end our week coming up later on. Before we get to our continued conversation with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes, though, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are still in full swing. They've got everything else you could want to bet on, too, from awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you could imagine. BetOnline will even help you get started, too, if you go over to their website and use our promo code LOCKEDON. They'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Free money to play with over at BetOnline. So go over to the website, betonline.ag, and use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're back with more Jay Stevens from Lock On Buckeyes in just a moment. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson with you here. We'll be back with Jay Stevens in just a moment. But first, today in the Locked On Today podcast... On the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's now continue along talking the Gophers and Buckeyes matchup from Thursday here on Locked On Golden Gophers with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. That conversation continuing our episode here right now. Well, that's one thing Minnesota knows it does have or did have in Marcus Carr was that clutch game closeout score. But aside from him, it seems like most of this team will or at least can come back. Everybody can come back. They get that extra year back. But Carr likely to the NBA. Everybody else could be coming back again. So I want to hear from you just in what you've seen from the Gophers today and maybe earlier in the season, if you remember at all. What was kind of your takeaway from an outsider's view of the players that Minnesota had stepping up and making plays? Minnesota as a team, I I liked watching them play. I liked watching Liam Robbins. I liked watching Marcus Carr. I think Mashburn Jr. will be a good player. Um, I think they have a lot of pieces. I just think they need just more time together. And I want to, I, I'm not one of those guys that say the offseason, the difference in the in the offseason leading up to the regular season, that really hurt them. You're playing in March. What happened in September, yes, it may have a little hurting or it may uh, mess you up early in October and November. This is March. Forget all that nonsense. I don't care what that talk. That's, that's just me personally. This team 
if it wasn't for the injuries, Nate, I do think they go – they one, I don't think they're matched up against Ohio State right now. I don't think that. Um, but then, two, I do think they go – they would be playing possibly on Friday – Possibly because they would be playing and they wouldn't have played on Wednesday. They probably would have played their first game on Thursday, which would have had them up against Ohio State today or yesterday, excuse me. And I do think Patino is building something there in Minnesota. Now, is it going to be something that's sustainable to where Minnesota can beat the likes of uh, an Ohio State or Michigan or Michigan State or Wisconsin? or in Iowa, or Illinois, the top teams in the Big Ten where he'll beat them every single year? I don't know. He'll may up, he'll may be a few like he did this year. I don't know if he'll ever win a Big Ten Conference tournament regular season um, or even a tournament title. I don't know that. But I do think what Patino's doing there in Minnesota is good. Golden Gopher fans should be excited because this is hope. This is life. This is something that you can build upon from what you have seen this year going into next year. Well, I don't know about Patino, Jay. It looks like the smart heads say he could be out of there in the next week, but we'll see what ends up happening on that front. There's a lot for Minnesota to try and sort out as it goes into the offseason, but I agree for the most part. This team was a team that, no doubt, I don't think anybody who follows it in any capacity would doubt they're talented enough to make the NCAA tournament, but that's been kind of the plague that's followed Richard Pitino. He's had teams that have been good enough to make NCAA tournaments, but when you have only a couple of tournament appearances and just one NCAA tournament win to your name in a seven-year stretch, it's when people start asking those questions. He's been able to build a program, no doubt, that's gotten his team to a point where they can compete for tournament spots in any Big Ten game. But there's never been anything to suggest he can build a team that can go further than the first weekend of an NCAA tournament. So if he's still at the job a week from now, honestly, I would be surprised. But that's something we're going to have to wait and see. And obviously, they're not saying anything for Minnesota. It's all speculation at this point. But Jay, thank you again for coming on to talk a little bit about this game. Your team got to win. So we'll root for you against Purdue out here on Friday and the rest of the way. Before we let you go, I want to just get your quick little breakdown of what you think the next month looks like for Ohio State. What do you think happens on Selection Sunday with the seeding? What do you think happens the rest of this week for the Buckeyes? And then, of course, the one everyone cares about. Big dance starting up next week. How far can this team go? Well, let's start with a game that comes today, Ohio State-Purdue. If Ohio State wins that game, it's a big if, it's a big ask. Purdue is a really good basketball team. But if Ohio State beats Purdue and plays Saturday, regardless of if they win or lose on Saturday, I believe that Ohio State would be a two-seed just by beating Purdue. If they lose to Purdue today at 2 o'clock, for those listening early in the morning or prior to the tip-off of that game, if Ohio State loses to Purdue, I think, I think Ohio State goes down to the three-seed. Just think about it. About a month ago or three weeks ago, it was Ohio State one seed in the likes of Gonzaga, um, Illinois, uh, Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Ohio State. Those are the four that were saying, oh, they keep playing like this. They're going to be the uh, four number one seeds. They fall down to the number two seed projections. They could very well be a three seed by losing to Purdue today. In regards to the big dance, if they lose to Purdue, their confidence is shaken. Once again, probably didn't close the game out. And you're looking at a team that could possibly be out in the first weekend. They're a Sweet 16 team. Don't get me wrong. That's how talented they are. That's how good they should be. But if they can't close games out, if they continue to have the struggles, the mental lapses, similar things that we saw against Minnesota, they could easily, which is going to be upsetting if that happens for Buckeye fans, but they could easily find themselves out the first weekend 
because they have issues that they're showing right now that they didn't show earlier, and they can't seem to fix them. They play like they can. They're a Sweet 16 Elite 8 team. That's how good they can. That's how far they can go. Possible Final Four, That's I'm on the outside of that conversation. Didn't actually think it's actually going to happen, but they can go there. Sweet 16 should be an achievable mark for this team. Jay Stevens with the Locked On Buckeyes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Jay, we appreciate you coming on on as always to join us on the show and break down everything going on with Ohio State. Where can people get a hold of you and the show? Listen to Locked On Buckeyes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the same places you can catch Nate. And then also you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. That's Jay Stevens. He's on Locked On Buckeyes every weekday, just like we are here over at Locked On Golden Gophers, which means we'll be back on Monday right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For Jay Stevens on the show today, I'm Nate Dickinson. Until next time, row the boat, sky you ma, go Gophers. A big thank you again to Jay for joining us on the program, and we'll again finish up our show with my appearance on Locked On Buckeyes in just a moment. That'll be our last segment of the show today. But before we get to that, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out though which built bar is best. It is built bar madness. Every single day, we're giving you a new couple of flavors to vote up against one another, and then we'll have a champion by the end of March, just like the NCAA tournament will. Your matchups for today the first Sweet 16 matchup of the tournament. We've got Apple Almond Crisp and Churro Puff facing off against Cookies and Cream. So there was Apple Almond Crisp and Churro Puff went on Monday and challenged one another. I didn't get the results from that one. But whoever won that one is facing off now today. You'll get the idea if you go over to BuiltBar.com and take part in the vote. Also, you can use our code LOCKEDON20. Get any of their products with a 20% off coupon with our code again, LOCKEDON20. More with Jay Stevens here with my appearance on his show, Locked On Buckeyes, to wrap up our show, Locked On Golden Gophers, coming in just a minute. Nate Dickinson with Locked On. Finishing up the week here on Locked On Golden Gophers, Nate Dickinson with you. Minnesota's season comes to an end yesterday at the hands of the Ohio State Buckeyes. We talked about it with Jay Stevens here on our show today, and now, as Jay had me on his show today as well, we'll give you our segment from that program too. Jay and I talked, of course, about, well, the game between Minnesota and Ohio State, of course, but there was a lot more Ohio State talk in this part of things, so I did leave this part at the end in case you weren't as interested in the less Gopher-centric Stuff, But there is talk about the Gophers. There's talk about the Big Ten in general. We have a nice chat with Jay on Locked On Buckeyes. And if you like what he's been saying today, you can go give his podcast a follow as well. All of us here on the Locked On Podcast Network doing good work. Before we get to that, though, 
This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens, friend of the program, and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College Network of Podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today, and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th, only a few days away. Nate Dickinson back here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Again, we're ending our show with my appearance on Locked On Buckeyes with Jay Stevens, who we've been talking to all show today. We break down more of Ohio State and Minnesota from Thursday. That's right here to end our show right now on Locked On Golden Gophers. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask you, you mentioned the troubles that Ohio State may have with Purdue. What are you going to do about Edie out there? Because just looking up at the Minnesota box score last time out, Liam Robbins was the big problem. He had, I think, 24 and 14 when Minnesota beat you guys by 17 points in January. So as far as the big man goes for tomorrow, you mentioned this is a team that's already beaten you guys twice. I brought it up that out of eight Ohio State losses, Minnesota's beaten seven of those eight losses. So there was something to look forward to, but it didn't end up happening. Anyway, I just wanted to drop that stat real quick while I still had the chance. (laughs) But as far as the big man goes, it seemed to be a struggle against Minnesota. Do you feel like that's something that'll be a problem for Ohio State, or is that something that was... uh, really just a problem against a few teams and something Minnesota or something the Buckeyes have uh, done a decent job defending that big man offense no honestly when it comes to the big man that's where Ohio State struggles Travion Williams the he was all all league um nominee I think was second or third team actually I know he was on the first team in one of the one of the all big 10 uh teams that were announced recently I forget it was the coaches that poll that voted him in or the media but Travion Williams has always been a problem you got Travion Williams Luca Garza um, Hunter Dickinson, Buckeye fans will, will hate me mentioning a team from the Wolverine, a guy from the Wolverines, but he played that well. Um, big men have always been a problem. Zach Eady, not the performer that Travion Williams, Travion Williams is, but I'm curious because I know Chris Holtman has said if Zed Key is on the court, the backup big man for Ohio State, sometimes Key and Liddell on the court at the same time, the defense is an issue with just them defending their men. Now, Key is on the court. Liddell's on the court. Okay, great. Offense may be there. Key has played a whole lot better. I don't know if Holtman trusts him, Key that is, the backup big man, to guard Zach Eady, which that does present a problem because if Key is guarding Eady, who's going to guard Travion Williams if they're on the court together? You can't have Key guard both men, and Liddell, yeah, maybe 240, he gives up four inches to Travion Williams, and Travion Williams has showed if you double-team me, I can find a way to pass out of the post and find the cutting man very easily. Going back to the first matchup, Ohio State and Purdue had. And that's something that we'll talk about here on Locked on Buckeyes in the final segment after Nate and I wrap this thing up. But, Nate, no, it, it is going to be interesting. That's one of those like chess match pieces that you're trying to look and see. Do you focus on Williams? Do you focus on Edie? If they're both on the court, what's your personnel? Ohio State lacks a uh, lacks big men. They have all year, and I just don't know. One of those question marks, man. That's one that ner- that, that makes me a tad nervous. Edie, not the offensive guy, but if he's on the court with this height and Williams as well, that presents a huge matchup problem for Ohio State. Well, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch for sure. And unfortunately, Minnesota won't be able to be a part of it. But it was a really good fight and a really good game to end the season for Minnesota and to keep it going for Ohio State. I'm sure you guys are at least happy to still be going on. 
Nate, that is true. Happy to still be going on, even though it was a little nerve-wracking, and I was holding my breath at times. Uh, still happy to be going on. Nate, do you have any last comments about this game, Minnesota-Ohio State, that kind of may be a lasting impact as we wrap this thing up? I mean, I guess the big takeaway was kind of just Minnesota kept fighting, at least from a gopher standpoint. I'm sure you've got plenty more to think about from the Buckeyes, but I mean, there were points that even start of the second half or at halftime, you're like, how are we only down 12 right now? How is this game not over right now? And it ended up being that way all the way up until there are about five, six seconds left. So for a Minnesota team that had been so beaten, not only just physically with the injuries that it had to deal with, but mentally with the real struggle of the last month of the season, it was a way to go out that is maybe fitting, just getting close but not being able to get there. But it is definitely a good testament to the kind of effort this team put up. So Minnesota fans certainly not happy with the way this season ended, but at least for now, for today, that effort that Minnesota put out was more than enough, I think, to get a tip of the cap. Very true. Nate, if you could, let the listeners know where they can connect with you via social media, those that are listening, not watching, and then those that uh, let them know where they can connect with your show as well. Yeah, I'm uh, Nate Dickinson. It's at Nate with Sports. If you're one of those fancy people who reads... Uh, the podcast is Locked On Golden Gophers. Sounds a lot like Locked On Buckeyes. L-O Golden Gophers on Twitter. And wherever you find your podcasts, you can find the Golden Gopher podcast right next to the Buckeye podcast there. Every single weekday, if you like Minnesota sports, give us a listen. We're going to be there, and you can follow me on my personal Twitter. I tweet more stuff than just the Minnesota stuff. I, I like to think I'm kind of funny. <laughs> That's good to hear. Hopefully, uh, Buckeye fans find some humor when they give you that follow. Buckeye fans, stick around. We have to pre prepare for tomorrow's matchup against Purdue. Kind of gave a little tidbit about what we'll talk about one detail, but there's more than just a big men matchup that we'll talk about in the final segment of today's show.